Absolutely. Yeah, we well, look like. <laughs> well, some someday you'll be lucky enough to uh, that we'll invite you to come join us in studio in our uh, luxurious um, uh, new palace studio, uh, much like your mansion, actually, Ron. Um, well, yeah, of course you've been there. Yeah, no, you've been there before. Yeah, yes. yes. You know, yeah, our our Randy, uh, phone isn't quite as uh, big as yours, but. Well, if it's anything like mine, Randy, I got my house is so small. I got to go outside to uh, change my mind. So. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't have to go outside, He's outside to a lot. My, I don't have to go outside to change my mind, but I've got to go outside to change my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go outside and change your attitude, pal. Uh, There's nothing wrong with my attitude. I'm perfectly fine with it. You're the one that has a problem. Right, that's, yeah, that's it. I got. I got to go outside and change my attitude or my opinion. <laughs> so, well, Randy, Randy and I were sitting here just chatting about this, and then all of a sudden, we, it occurred to both of us that uh, we need to get you on the line because we were actually like, we might as well have been recording because we were talking about all the the finer points of Ron Bernhagen. So, so oh, if uh, that'll, that'll be, that'll be a short list. Well, <laughs> but a very on. interesting list. <laughs> well, let's, well not, let's not get carried know, away. <laughs> I guess the interest level is I, yet to be determined. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just hope this goes better than the uh, three Uno games. I just played with my wife. She just kicked my butt. Yeah. So, so. I, I, I don't play, we don't play Uno in my, well, I'm, I don't play anyway. Cause yeah, I'm not, I'm not a good loser. Is that, is that her polite way of telling you you're not numero uno? No, oh no, not even close. <laughs> not even close. I think I think over the last two days we played eleven games and I've lost nine of them. So I'm oh. not a very happy camper. You know, I'm a guy. I'm a normal guy. I, I want to win. And uh, she goes, man, when I when I when I win a lot of games, you're not a very nice person. And so <laughs> I got to change that. <laughs> yep. I can when when before Hillary and I got married when you know we had kids and whatever we would play Madden football, um, and neither one of us is really a football fan, but you know we had had the PlayStation, and it never ended without somebody throwing a controller and storming out of the room, not one time, <laughs> and then we didn't play for a month or two, right? So, so, so what I'm going to do is I'm, when I get back in the house, I'm going to tell my wife what you guys used to do and that really I am pretty good when I lose nine out of 11 games by just sulking a little bit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you okay. should. Okay. There's no broken windows. There hasn't been any curse no, words. No. At least not out loud. Nothing thrown. Nobody. Well, you've seen my house. There's nothing in there to throw. You right. know, it's basically right. bare. Well, I could find something to throw in any house. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Refrigerators are fair game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he does have one of those. <laughs> you know, I do ketchup I bottle do. pickle. Yep. <laughs> Anything. I, I, I do. I do not put my food in uh, salt water. I do have a refrigerator. <laughs> salt water. Yeah, the, salt, the old cellar, the root cellar. <laughs> buy some ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my lord! So we're, oh. we sound okay to you though, and you sound okay to you. So so we're. Oh, no, this is great. Okay, this perfect. is great. Unfortunately, if you guys can hear me, that you know, oh, too oh, bad. Oh, that's perfect. Know. It's kind of the drawback of a podcast is that occasionally you have to listen to the people you're talking to. <laughs> it is a thing. That's well, true. <laughs> We're experts. You should just listen to us. <laughs> That's, of course, if they choose to listen, you know, all five or six of them that will listen to this one. Well, there's three of us. Let's see. So there be, should be six listening. Well, you know, at least half of us are in the room. <laughs> right. yeah, that's, we had too many guests last week in the studio. We didn't have nobody was there out to listen. They were all here. Oh, oh, just because nobody said it yet, this is the Renegades on Dirt podcast brought to you by Palmer's Tavern.
liquid nitro energy drink and old world meats residual family down into hermantown minnesota and sponsoring us with some, some snack sticks boy i couldn't say that well at all and more for us because our guest is not in studio today that's this right not not in our luxurious palace which uh, is good for you guys <laughs> yes. no care package for ron yep <laughs> we know we know how much you like energy drinks so hey, hey you guys we'll I'm, ner- I'm a little nervous i'm a little nervous you should Why? be well, you know, coming after the likes of uh, Tyler Wass and Josh you two guys, and Josh Brayford and Troy Gessner and, and Miles out there in North Dakota, you know, they, they did an awesome job and they got involved in what we're doing here. And so if I can do even half half the job that those guys did, you know, I'll be happy. So um, listen, I've listened to all the podcasts. You guys do an awesome job, and, and your guests, you know, they're 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 a wealth of knowledge and, and getting to know them. You must is, not have listened to the podcast great. all that close. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just thinking, you know, we already like you. There's no need to butter us up. It was yeah, it was just on in the background. Apparently, <laughs> you're two of the few that do like me. So <laughs> you know, we're, we're, you're you're not going to get any sponsorship dollars out of us. So what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll think about that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, one thing I've been curious about that uh, I guess now is a great time to get answers for, because I've been around the racing industry in Minnesota my entire life, and I have never heard of Ron Bernhagen before the UMS. Why doesn't that make you feel good? <laughs> Just thinking shots fired right right off the bat. <laughs> that that that's the plan. That was the plan. <laughs> Well, you know, before before the UMSS came around, I, uh, me and probably ninety percent of the state, <laughs> I mean, didn't really have any clue who you were. Yeah. Well, so, no, that's a good question. Ed, that's a good question. I mean, that really that was the plan based on who I am. You know, to the core, I'm an introvert, and what I did for years and years and years and years, starting at six years old, is I I, I was a fan. I sat in the stands. Um, race, I loved racing. I, I was a very quiet fan. Uh, I would sit in the corner and, and most of the time I went by myself and, um, enjoyed the sport. At six years old, um, how'd you manage to go to the races by yourself? Well, back in the day, you, you know, my mom and dad could drop me off and my, my older brother and sister at the state fair. And you could you could go and watch the races without your worrying about that your kids were going to get abducted. You know, that, right. this is back in the back in the '60s. Uh, my very first race that I ever remember was uh, the last year that the Minnesota State Fair was um, was dirt, and it was either '62, '63, '64, somewhere in there. I was a pretty young kid, but the thing I remember about it was the dirt clogs hitting me on top of the head and just absolutely Much loving chickens. it. They're mud chickens. Yeah, That's mud chickens. The official exactly. term. <laughs> yeah, mud chickens. Okay, there you go. And and I, it, it, it you know left a lasting impression on me. <laughs> and some welts. Is that why you wear a hat all the time? I know a bandana. <laughs> yeah. The bandana. It's actually there's I, a there's a plate under there now to keep the muffin. I, I, I still have the welts. Yeah, I still have the welts from back then. The only guy on the planet with perma welt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, you know, so I, for the longest time, I was a fan. And uh, back in the 90s, you know, I was a sprint car guy. Back in the 90s, sprint car racing started to change, at least in my mind, it started to change. And I, I started to not enjoying, enjoying it as, as much. So 
um, and, and I think it was 2001, I got the opportunity to buy into Cedar Lake Speedway. The, the cooks who had, had basically built that from the ground up, they had owned it for the better part of 50 years. Um, I got, it was a, it was an honor and a blessing to be able to, to get involved at Cedar Lake Speedway. And I thought it was my, my way of trying to make sprint car racing stronger in the, in the Twin Cities area, because as a sprint car fan, sprint car racing around here was, was, you know, it sucked. You know, bottom line is it sucked. And, and, and if you wanted to see, at least I thought, if you wanted to see good sprint car racing, you had to go down to Jackson or down to Knoxville. I made a lot of trips to Indiana, Illinois, and, you know, it was, it was my goal if you were a sprint car fan in Minnesota that you wouldn't have to travel so much. So one, and one little quick in, one little quick question in the middle of that is uh was uh was Oda sprint cars were, were they still a thing at Cedar Lake or, or in Wazoda when you they bought were. in or okay. They were. They were. As a matter of fact, the first couple of years that I owned the racetrack uh with my partners, we had uh some Wasoda sprint car racing there. And it was pretty darn it was pretty strong. You know, uh, Cedar Lake, as it is now, was the 800-pound gorilla back then. Right. And people just wanted, they wanted to race there. And so we had some good shows. And by about 2007, 2008, I had, uh, it was very obvious that I had brought uh, sprint car racing as far as it could go at Cedar Lake Speedway because the partners, my, my partners who, and the guys that currently own the track, they weren't interested in bringing any more sprint car racing to, to Cedar Lake. You know, it was a, it was a modified and a stock car track, just like about 99% of the tracks around here. Right. So, um, so up to that point, I was the quiet partner, you know, in the background by choice. And, um, what I was going to do with, with the sprint car thing in, in 2008, we announced the UMSS and what we were going to do is just put a couple shows on and, it, it turned into something completely different, and I had no choice at that point. Uh, I was the guy in the front of the class instead of uh, the back of the class, and you know, a few more people, I guess, know who I am now. And uh, you know, that isn't by choice. But if, if there was going to be sprint car racing in the area, nobody else was grabbing the bull by the horn. So I decided, you know, didn't know one thing about what I was doing when we first started the UMSS, and. Uh, you know, little by little, I, I I hope we have gotten better. And next year, I think will be our twelfth or thirteenth year, and uh, we're going pretty strong now. So it's pretty cool. Oh, it's very cool. I I actually, uh, um, where I realized who you were was the first time. Um, oh, I don't even remember what track it was, but it was the first time because before Sean, who is your uh, race director, um, you were the guy on the radio, and. The, the very first time that I heard you on the receiver was when I realized exactly who you were. Was that at Ogilvy? I believe it was. I believe it was at Ogilvy. And you, uh, um, because you, correct me if I'm wrong, you were at least part-time the guy on the receiver at Cedar Lake, correct? Uh, you mean when I, when, when I owned it? Yes. Uh, no, I was not. That was my partner, Brad. He's the, he's the guy with the cool, deep, dark voice. Because he, he still he's still on, on there now, right? Right. Correct. I just Correct. when when I heard your voice on the receiver, and maybe maybe I was mistaken. Maybe I've, I've been thinking this the whole time, but um, I I associated you immediately with Cedar Lake Speedway, and maybe it's a you know a, a different 
from a different aspect. But until I heard your voice, um, you know, we came down to the World Outlaw Show uh, when we first started investigating, getting um, getting into the traditional sprint cars, and mm-hmm. um, we were introduced to you and uh, a couple of the other guys there. And um, yeah, it, same thing. Never really occurred to me <laughs> who you were, but when I heard your voice on the race, for whatever reason. I said I, and I believe after that is when I came up and I I had asked you if you had owned Cedar Lake or you were part of that. So it's it's weird. That's interesting. I didn't. Uh, I I associated you with the guy that was on the radio, at least in my head at some point. But maybe uh, maybe it's maybe it's more. Uh, uh, what's the word? Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> more. <Yeah. laughs> Do we want to hear what it is? No, probably know. not. Probably not. That's why I can't think of it. No, it's uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's just more meant to be, I guess. Right? I, I don't know. I just that that's crazy because I I literally the the second that I heard you, I go, I know who this guy is, but well, apparently my, I didn't. So I'm learning something. My, too. my responsibility at Cedar Lake was to help prepare the racetrack. Uh, Bob Cook taught me everything I know. Um, and to prepare a racetrack right, it is a lot of work, a lot of work. That's why you see a lot of tracks that are so dry these days because it takes money and it takes time to, to prepare the track like it used to be back in the day. And Bob told, uh, taught me everything I know. Uh, uh, Bob's still going strong. He's almost 80 years old. He still helps with uh, the track prep at Cedar Lake Speedway. And But that was my main focus. And... It, it frankly, you know, sitting inside the grader and inside the tractor where they were all muddy and everything and people couldn't see me. That's 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 what I prefer, preferred. And so uh, I don't I don't know if I ever was on the radio. I don't think I was, but maybe, maybe I was a night when when Brad was gone. And maybe that's huh. the night you were there because, you know, you drove late models. I knew of you a long time, long before you knew me, because and and we need to t- we need to tell everybody this because I don't know if it's come up in the uh, podcast yet. But <laughs> oh, you you <laughs> wait wait, Kaylee, wait who's interviewing? No, you wait here? a minute. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. You you used to drive a late model for a living, all right? And you were forced out because of cost. And so you know, for me to be, and I do this all the time. And and maybe Randy doesn't know this, and, and the people out there don't know this. But when when people come to me and are interested in getting involved in the in the series, I can tell them all day long that it's fantastic. Okay, uh, I'm the guy that started it. But but when what I do almost every time is I send them to Kaylee because Kaylee has been there. Kaylee is he's been all over the country racing. He spent a lot of money racing a late model, and it got too expensive for him. He had to get out. And he found our little deal here, and he believed in it enough to start a program up where there's never been a sprint car series, ever, ever, up in the Grand Rapids area. I, I heard so, he had some outside pressure for that, though, huh, too. Inside pressure. It was inside the car Oh, it was pressure. actually inside pressure. He was sitting in his car, and I basically sat on his lap and told him he had to start a series <laughs> he up there. Crawled <laughs> right into the car in Ogilvy, like, and, I, of course, I, like I said, it was probably like the night that I realized who you were, but... Um. Yeah, he, he crawled right in and said, "Hey, you got to start this up north. So I got to start the feature, crazy man." <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, well, again, you know, as fate would have it, I guess, right? So. Well, but but getting back to what we were talking about, you know, when I can send somebody who is a racer or who's brand new at this, and they can talk to somebody who's been around the corner. Instead of the guy, and I say this all the time, I'm the chef. I'm always going to tell you the food is great. 
but you need to talk to somebody who has eaten the food. And, and, and I send them to Kaylee. I even send them to some people who aren't happy with us. You know, they need to hear everything. But, but Kaylee is the first one I send them to because he's been there. And it's really important to have that perspective because of what Kaylee has gone through in the history of his racing career. Yeah, not, uh, not quite has-been status. Like, I mean, maybe Tickling almost was. Used to was maybe maybe <laughs> could have could have been perhaps but no and I really well, and I really appreciate uh, we you know it. the opportunity to uh, to uh, speak to all these people and and uh, to show them this perspective but uh, you know one thing that I really want to uh, for people to know because when I first met you and of course aside from you you know basically crawling in my car and. And uh, <laughs> trying to get me to, to go down this crazy path, that had to look um, well, they hadn't well. pushed off yet. I, they hadn't pushed off yet, so I thought it'd be okay. Right. Well, and you were the one that gives the command, so we weren't going nowhere until you said. So, but uh, we had a yeah, we had a little conversation there. But uh, when did this become yeah, a two seater? A lot, yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot to think about when you're uh, when you're trying to get around Ogilvy, right? So, but. Uh, so you know when when we decided that we were gonna do something, um, I didn't. I, I definitely didn't think you know what what this was gonna become um, or what it all entailed. And you know, seeing it from the promoter standpoint now, at least a little bit more. Like um, none of this stuff is easy, um, and it's yeah. I definitely don't want to say it's thankless because we all have our way of getting something out of it that that you know enjoyment or whatever. But. Um, yeah, had I known everything that we were going to go through and everything I was going to watch you go through, I don't, I may not have chosen to go this direction, but I'm so glad that we did. Um, anyway, point being the the, <laughs> the Ron Bernhagen that we see at the pit meeting and that uh, the racers, um, particularly in your series, you you kind of take the tongue lashing from a lot of them. Uh, unfortunately, my series is new, and, and uh, so we haven't gotten that far yet, but... Um, you know, I want I want people to know more about who you are. Um, so give us, you know, let's let's go back this one more step. Um, you know, you're a race fan or whatever, but like, why didn't you ever become a race car driver? Uh, you know, how did how did you know how did this transition and and kind of what are you what are you getting out of it? I mean, I can give everybody a, a peek behind the curtain to say it's not monetary, and I I can promise you that. Yeah, that, that's where I wanted to go with it too, is because you've already said you started out as as a lifelong fan, basically. You know, yep. six years My old. You're pretty, yep. And then you became a part owner in a racetrack. Yep. Have you ever driven a car? Um, other than the, drive. I was going to say, other than <laughs> and the arrive and he's drive? pretty good. I mean, he's Kaylee, Kaylee's the only one crazy enough to let me drive his car. Yeah, I got, um, but got no, stuck in my fire I, suit this year. Couldn't get it half the day because I couldn't get it off. And he's the only one crazy enough to allow me to wear his fire suit, and I don't know if he's going to do that anymore because of, my zipper got stuck or the zipper got stuck. I honestly didn't know if I was going to get out of that thing. Yeah, and so, let's come up with a different uh, excuse. You just didn't want to take the damn thing off. <laughs> well, I wanted, I, I wanted to go to bed in it. Uh, <laughs> he wears it. He wears it really well. And and you know, yeah. I'm telling you, behind the wheel, he uh, he he looks like he he knows what he's doing. I have no doubt that. Could you? I mean, and and I guess that's part of the mystery too to me is, you know. You could have been. You've watched enough racing, and you've been around it enough. I mean, you clearly know what's going on. So well, why aren't you driving? 
Well, that's a good question. I mean, you know, when you when you have a family and and you have other responsibilities, businesses, and so forth, you, you got to make priorities. And so, but that never stopped any of us. <laughs> we, well, <laughs> we're the bad decision makers. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I was I was satisfied just being a fan. I really was. Um, I, I I don't know why I gravitated to sprint car racing. Um, my my, they're cool as my hell. family used to go to Elko. And Raceway Park and 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 Twin Cities uh, before it was the North Star Speedway and Blaine, they were all asphalt tracks, and I love that. And and then uh, another love of mine is is drag racing. And and back in the day, Minnesota Dragways and Coon Rapids, which used to be way out in the boondocks, yep. um, and Twin City Speedway, which was uh, in Blaine, which right was also way out in the blue. But it was right across the street from uh, North Star Speedway. It was right. No, it wasn't even across the street. It was across the property. I mean, you could literally sit at the the, the top of the grandstands at North Star and turn around and watch the drag races. It yep. was, you know, they were three hundred feet apart. And so, um, I grew up on that. And little by little, I, I gravitated towards the dirt. And again, I was just satisfied going to the races and and watching them and. Uh, you know, that, that, that's a big reason why I didn't drive. Um, you know, do I want to drive now? There's a big part of me that still wants to drive. Um, you know, I have a partner in life that wouldn't be too excited about that. And, uh, <laughs> so I, I've taken that into account. She, uh, she, so, she clearly cares about you, right? She doesn't, she doesn't well, want to. Uh, not, <laughs> not when we're playing Uno, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think she'd be real happy with the size of the shop you'd have to have. Yeah, exactly. So there was a lot of things. Uh, but, I, again, uh, you know, you, you want to know a little bit more about me. You know, I'm just, I'm just a regular guy. I'm a fan of sprint car racing. I can remember as a young kid putting pictures of sprint cars up on the door of my bedroom. And, you know, I don't know what it was, but there was just something about the car itself that did something to me. And, and back in the day, you know, back when I was a kid, the, the racing season started Memorial Day and, and basically ended Labor Day. So, you know, you were three months on and then nine months you were waiting for, for it to come around again. And so... But it, you I, drove I across the country... Um, I, did. And I know this. You, Ron and I have spent a, quite a bit of time together um, getting to know each other, going on some. He's taken me on a couple trips that I would have never been on if it hadn't been for him and introduced me to some really cool people. Um, and but you I mean, during the during that time, I mean, you literally would drive. I mean, in the what, the 70s, drive across yeah. the country to go to a yeah. race. Yeah, it was nothing for me to take off to Indiana on a Thursday and and watch racing in in indiana on thursday friday saturday and my favorite all-time track was a uh, little springfield uh quarter mile in springfield <laughs> illinois and and watch watch racing there on sunday night and and drive all night to come back to to my to my business and slash my job because i've always had a job and a business at the same time and so um i was i was nuts i was just crazy well, and then I'd say that you know you you almost have to be to be in in this business. I was going to say it hasn't changed much. Apparently. No, no, no. That's <laughs> steady as she goes. Worse now, right? You know, right. The stuff I used to watch from the stands of you know fighting and hollering and all, now I'm in the middle of all that. So I do have to be crazier now than I was back then. But you know, again, it was again it was it was it was sprint car racing in our area just wasn't that strong, and you know it was either. 
you know, stay at home and, and do some gardening or cut the grass or, or head down to Knoxville and, and watch the races. And that's what I chose to do. Well, that's uh, the the dedication that you had throughout just to be a fan. I mean, it, I guess it's makes it less of a surprise um, how much you've invested um, into uh, into sprint car racing, right? The way well, it is now. You know, and and we can get back to this if you want, but you know, selfishly, and you know, Kaylee, you and I have talked about this. Um, what what I know I get out of it, and what I know you get out of it is is watching these individuals and watching these families as a unit grow watching them go through their highs and their lows through the sport and become better people. And, and there's nothing, there's nothing better than watching that. I mean, to me, it's way more than sprint cars going around a track and having a photo finish and people in the stands are a perfect track where they're racing all over it. It, it literally is, is watching people, uh, just grow through the sport and watching a unit, a family unit, uh, grow through the sport. And, and some of the things we've gotten to do through the sport, like, you know, TJ Inderiden, you know, get, getting him into your race car. For those of you that don't know who TJ is, he has Down syndrome and he loves to race. He's actually a racer. And, uh, Kaylee, um, help arrange to, to get him into a sprint car to, to drive it around the track a couple of times. And, and this past, um, summer he was an official at one of our races and and to be able to do things like that through the sport you know there's no amount of money that can uh replace what you feel inside when you get to do things like that so there's a lot of good when it comes to doing what we're doing we'll find out more about tj and the rest of the northern renegades and the umss and where this non-wing sprint car phenomenon comes from we're talking with ron bernhagen this is the renegades on dirt we'll be back
All right. When we left off, we were talking about TJ and his brief, if if not well-deserved, stint as a UMSS Sprint Car Series official and how that came to be. We're talking with Ron Bernhagen on the Renegades on Dirt podcast. Ron, how did you get tied up with TJ? Oh, it's a great story. Um, two years ago, almost about a year and a half ago, we were at uh, St. Cloud Speedway. Uh, racing uh, on a June night, and it was like 100 degrees out. And I get there pretty early to uh, talk with the track and try and organize things. Just, you know, Kaylee knows all about that. And I'm walking in front of the stands, and um, TJ walks past me. And I stopped. I said, hey, how you doing, buddy? And within five seconds of knowing me, he's got his armor on me, telling me who he is, and saying, you know, I, I race out there. He races a... Um, a Hornet out on the racetrack. And I said, man, that is really cool. So um, his dad was there. And later on in the night, after uh, the night of racing, uh, we talked again. And I, I got his dad's uh, information, and we communicated. And it was it was later on that year, uh, to, I think it was 2018, uh, yep, this was in June at St. Cloud, and then um, in August uh, at Ogilvy Raceway, uh, we made him an honorary official. Uh, we gave him a shirt, we gave him a hat, um, some other some other stuff because you know he he he. I mean, basically, what I said is is I can retire now because my racing career is complete because of this kid, because of of what he did. You know, five seconds into knowing me putting his arms around me and uh, basically being my friend almost instantly. And so, um, I, you know, when you, when you have something like that, you want to give back. And so we gave back a little bit. It wasn't anywhere near what uh, TJ gave to us, but uh, we were able to give back a little bit and make him an honorary official. And he knows that he's invited it to any one of our races at any time. And, you know, if we get, we get back to racing close to, uh, his St. Cloud home again, um, he can be an official, and who knows, maybe we'll even put him in a car again. So well, that's, uh, uh, I know, yeah. That that uh, presentation that you did that night was uh, was uh, amazing. I guess I don't don't know a better better descriptive word than that. Um, the the crowd was uh, was you know they they all knew who TJ was, and they were all mm-hmm. you know super supportive, and um, you know just seeing seeing the emotions and seeing the the whole crowd come together like that um to back someone because because what i think a lot of people don't understand is uh um, and i i know a little bit about this because i grew up with uh with a, a lot of uh um you know handicapped kids i guess you would say special that, needs yeah special needs i guess is the right term but um you know my mom did foster care all the time and ended up with a group home and um those it, everything is pure with them they they don't know that they're uh different or or maybe if they do it doesn't matter to them um and so so what you see from them is it's it's pure it's human it's you know it that's all of the the best qualities um that we're all born with but somehow we get jaded through life and right. and we lose a lot Absolutely. of that Absolutely. and that just you know it just comes out of tj in every every aspect and you know as well as I do, nobody sits in a sprint car and takes any laps without coming out with a with a big <laughs> smile on his face. But I'm telling you, he got in that car and was, uh, you know, we got some pictures. I, I should actually post them. But 
Um, oh, there's you know, a, the, there's a lot of pictures of, of the night TJ was the official on the UMSS Facebook page. Yes, yes, and uh, but I mean, you want to know all the best things about racing? You know, get a guy like that around and right. and have a night like Ron had there, and um, you will see all of the great things. You know, Lord knows there's there's many nights where we see a lot of the ugly side, um, but uh, but you know, kudos to you for for uh, bringing that front and center and uh, you know showing us all uh, you know what that 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 exists out there and and uh you know there there's a lot more to all this than just racing well adding to what you said kaylee you know i i, I believe we're the we're you know we're the so-called normal people us three that are talking in this podcast god we're far we're from actually, that we're actually, <laughs> you don't know randy real well <laughs> we we, <laughs> uh, we are the handicapped ones we are definitely the handicapped ones because people like tj are pure like you say they're not they're not poisoned by society and you, you learn so much from them. And, you know, uh, Randy wanted to talk about, uh, you know, how we got this traditional sprint car program going and all that. But it is so important to have aspects like that involved in racing because, frankly, you know, we get a bad rap in racing. You know, when people find out you're, you're involved in racing, they kind of look at you and go, eh, he's a little weird type of thing. Um, and nothing could be farther from the truth. Um, racing has come a long ways from uh, the good old – southern boy days down in uh wherever you know fill in the blank with nascar and 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 running the whiskey and all that and so the bootlegging um, shiners there you go the bootlegging stuff and and so it's it's just very important to have aspects of uh our society like that involved in racing and to be just a small part of that is uh pretty awesome it's pretty cool so, Definitely. so there's one, you know, I don't know if this is the right segue or not, but um, <laughs> we're 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 learning. So, um, <laughs> we don't so ever do anything the right way. This is this this might come out as a pointed question, and I I don't. It's not a negative question. In fact, I think you'll be able to put a positive spin on it. But, um, and I, and if I can think of the correct way to ask it, uh, what is it um, in you that allows you to overlook? the way that you get treated at a lot of these events um, and, and all the negative things that, that come up. I mean, and that's, this isn't, this isn't a, uh, a sprint car, um, you know, Northern Renegades, UMSS. This is, I mean, this is every series, every sport, everything has, you know, people that are, um, you know, dead serious on things or, um, you know, will find fault in everything. And being the, the front man, um, kind of the, the stoic leader of this. I mean, you have to make a lot of tough calls and you, you take a lot of heat. Um, and, and you get a lot of, a lot of things pointed at you. Um, how is it that you are able to not, not take it personally and not become jaded, yeah. not become yeah. jaded by it? Yeah. Well, that that's a great question and it's pretty easy to answer. Um, one, we know that we're working as hard as we can to make the series as good as it can be, you know, just like everybody, I, I've got a full-time job. I've got a family, uh, and I got an, another full-time job. You know, I basically have two full-time jobs. So I, not just me, but a lot of people are working really hard at it. We're doing the best job we possibly can. And, and when you're doing that, it's pretty easy to take that because, you know, pe- people who haven't walked a, 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 a mile in my shoes have no idea what we're doing, none whatsoever. And then the other part of that is I get a lot of the opposite, too. I have a lot of people who are very appreciative of what we're doing. Um, 
they'll call me or they'll text me or they'll email me or pull me off to the corner and and say just the opposite and say that we just really appreciate what you're doing. And, and I had a phone conversation today with a, uh, I think this person's going to get back into a sprint car next year because of our change in rules for our wing program that uh, we went through the this past year. And, you know, this guy was a stud in a sprint car and he had to get out again because of cost. Um, and, you know, he, he laid some compliments on me and it, that's nice, you know, but I've never been a guy that's needed compliments to, to do something. I used to be a goalie in hockey. Okay. Um, that actually explains uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where the other welts came from. <laughs> the, the mud chickens and hockey pucks. <laughs> that's exactly right. Ba- back in the day when the equipment wasn't so good, I was getting beat up um by these uh hockey pucks and so that might have a little something to do with it but you know you're just back there doing your job you know the last line of defense you're doing your job i didn't expect to get any kudos back there if we lost i grew up with a bunch of guys that didn't that didn't know how to play hockey very well but that meant i got a lot of work and if i had a good game and even though we lost i was happy i was happy with it and so maybe that has something to do with it but but again i get a lot of the opposite and I know how hard we're working on this thing. Kaylee, you know how hard this is. Miles knows. Uh, he's he, learning. He doesn't quite know yet. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. going to learn it. It's, uh, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is the fun type of the, of the season when you're, when you're, when you're putting uh, uh, schedules together and all that. But, uh, it, you know, you're never going to please everybody, and I understand that. There's no way you're ever going to please everybody because w- what I say is if, if you try and please everybody, you're going to be one of two places. You're either going to be six feet under or you're going to be in prison. Okay, and so <laughs> well, it's a pretty much uh, there's a lot of truth to that. Well, there is. There absolutely is. And so we're never going to please everybody. So if you can please the masses, which I believe we're doing, um, it's 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 you're, you're doing your job. You're doing your job. So I know, Kaylee, I think that's a great question because I do get hammered and you do get used to it um, because, again, you know, we're we're not we're not perfect people. I'm expected to be perfect, okay? If I change my mind or if I make a mistake, I get called out on it. And uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. That's, just, that's that's just <laughs> part of being a human being. You know, if I called out I could call out a driver every race they went out because they never go out there and run ten perfect laps or twenty five per- perfect laps. Unless you know, you're, you're Kaylee Emerson. <laughs> that well, that's zero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of improvising going on. <laughs> so, so, you know, you, you, if you put it in perspective, and, and Kaylee, if you learn a little bit from this and, and the other series that are starting to pop up uh, based on our rules, they learn a little bit about the, uh, from uh, what I just said. You know, that's that's important. And so, uh, again, it's it's you're never going to get away from it. You're just never going to get away from it. But uh, well, it, it's easier and easier as you as you as you face more of it. Well, one thing that uh, that I guess is I find remarkable um, is that you're by by saying you know you get jaded. Um, it's remarkable to me that because the first place, especially I think as a race car driver, being ultra competitive, um, when somebody when somebody gets you know gets one up on you or or calls you out on something, um, you know your first instinct is to fire back or you know prove why you're right or whatever um and i've i've watched you take this you know some of this abuse and and whatever and 
Um, I think I've given him some of the abuse. Oh, I know. I know that. <laughs> I know that. Uh, you know, a lot of our racers, and uh, you know, I. I guess I've known Ron pretty well, so I haven't. Uh, I don't know that I've ever got got after him specifically, but um, you know, you you're fine with that person walking away thinking that they're that they're right and justified in what they said and never proving to them why they're 100% wrong and that's i guess that's the thing that i find remarkable that cuz you know it it's would be so tempting to just but you know i don't know you call it taking the high road or or whatever but to to not like get down in the trenches and you know start start trading blows is uh that's remarkable to me so sometimes you just well, go, you, you turn the other cheek and just let them have their say so that they feel better about it and you, you're just gonna blow it off like all right you feel better all right cool let's go race yeah. that's that's basically <laughs> what it is i mean um you gotta let them blow off some steam i i expect that um, to blow off, you know, a lot of the times when they when they they come and they need to blow off some steam for run we, one reason or another, twenty minutes later they're offering me a beer, okay, and they're apologizing to me. Yeah, and I have because I know in the heat, well. yeah. yeah, in the heat of the moment, you're you're not yourself, and and a lot of times what I'll do is you know when you can what I'll say to them is when you can talk to me, I, I'll be more than happy to discuss this with you, but if you need to yell at me, nothing ever gets done. Especially when there's two people yelling at each other, Nothing, right. you know, right. kind of like when Kaylee and his wife were doing this football thing back in the day, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. well, nothing gets done. It's I mean, nothing, well, nothing. and that that was a lot simpler though because I was right and she was wrong, and, <laughs> and she was cheating, and that's why she won. So that was that was easy to figure them ones out. So, so, so you, I, you already got to put in a hot tub. Yes. What, what's this going to cost you? <laughs> I don't think she listens. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> she doesn't comment if she does. So. But well, Hillary, so, you got to comment more often, right? But, but uh, you know, the the other thing, Kaylee, it you know, it has made me a stronger person. It has made me a uh, a better person. Um, I I have gotten so much. Uh, personally, as a human being, through this this series, that I I learned something even through when that happens to me, and so I, I really, if you can believe it, I appreciate it when it happens. I really do. No, I I, I can see I can see the other side now. I just uh, you know, like I said, I I don't feel like I'm doing it justice um, so far to uh, you know to who to speak to who you actually are or to give you the correct platform to explain that um you know i'm gonna i'm just gonna give you my first impression um you know you were you were the i'd, I'd call you the stereotype promoter when i first met you i thought um because you yeah i mean you you it's not that you weren't personable you certainly were but like stoic i think is the only word i can think that comes to mind because you you know you were just that guy you were in charge and that's what it was and of course you know everybody there's all the you know talk that goes on around in the pit area about this and that and um but that is not at all who i've found you to be um and i like i said i don't know how to how to ask you the correct question so you can explain that better but uh you know if, if anybody you know all seven people that are listening um, to this, <laughs> if you don't take, we, well, no, I think on. we lost a couple of them by now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh yeah, turn, turn, turn on something else. No, I, uh, you know, that's that's been the biggest change, and I still, you know, we still have some people in our group that uh, um, don't don't see it, uh, you know, exactly who you are yet, and uh, uh, so I encourage all of you 
um, one to go see a UMSS race because they're phenomenal, um, but to to go say hi to Ron and to you know don't be afraid to ask him ask him you know about himself or who he is or you know I mean yeah. you're just you're just so much a, of a you know more kind and gentle person and and uh, not a shark business person that I you know imagined you to be I guess right off the bat yeah. you know like you well, felt like you kept everybody at arm's length and now that we're that we're friends. Um, it's you're just completely opposite. It just blows me away. If nothing yeah, else, I'll just give out his phone number. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever, you take take your calls personally. <laughs> well, I, I, I'd like to expand on that a little bit if I can. And, and you know, I, I can be somebody's friend at the racetrack. I really can. Uh, someday I probably won't be their friend for one reason or another, That and that's their choice. Um, but when I need to make a call or when I need to be fair about something and be consistent, I am thinking of the series itself. I am thinking of the integrity of the series. And in order for, for us to continue to be able to do this and to bring this to the fans and to bring this to the tracks, um, you know, sometimes I have to make some hard decisions. And so, uh, away from the track, you're right, Kaylee. I'm com- I'm com- I'm a completely different person. I'm 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 probably uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a pretty I'm an extremely gentle person away from the track. You know, I'm a vegetarian. People may not know that. Um, I I usually don't make that uh, commonly known. Well, that's why um, you're me. You're, you're like 80 years old, but uh, you look like you're oh. like 25. Well, I'm actually 101. That's a steamer and an iron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but you know, for me, it's a, and, and you know, I, I, it's just a different, it, it works for me. It's a gentler way of eating. It's more healthy, you know, away from the track. I, 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 I exercise a lot. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, I'm just, I'm just, I have to be a different person at the racetrack simply because some people don't give me a choice. I have to be that way. And so, and again, it gets back to the integrity of the series and, and, and look where it's going now. Uh, you guys, it, it, we can talk about that in a little bit if you want to, uh, where this whole thing is going, but now I've got even more to protect on this thing. And so, um, it's oh, just part of the deal. Absolutely. It's just part of it. It's just part of it. Well, we, so. we talk a lot about, uh, at least in my series, and, and I, I do this at work too, we talk a lot about, about the benefit of the doubt um, and, yeah. and giving somebody the benefit of the doubt. And that's, um, I think, the only language that, uh, you know, the code of conduct policy that the UMSS has um, has been adopted by, by all of our series, obviously. Um, but that's the only the only words that I add to that when I explain it to anybody is, is uh, you know, it boils down to, you know, who is this person really? And are they trying to, I mean, is Ron really trying to make my night terrible? Is he really trying to, you know, give, screw me out of a, a position or whatever? I mean, and of course the, the, the answer is no. Um, no, that's, but, a, that's up well, to the scorers. Right. Yeah. That's, that's their, that's their deal. No. <laughs> well, you know, if, if you come to the racetrack, not agreeing with what, what, what we represent, what our brand is, you know, you, you, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to have a good night for one reason or another. Absolutely. And so it's, it's already determined before you get there. But the vast majority of the people who, who agree and understand and can see what we're doing and why we're doing it, there's a pretty darn good chance they're going to have a good night um, if nothing unforeseen happens. And so there's nothing I can do about that, you know. There right. just isn't. And, and, and for those that don't agree with what we're doing, I get that. 
I definitely get that. But I would appreciate it if they, they took their energy and, and, and made it positive somewhere else and support something that they do agree with rather than constantly complaining about what we're doing because I, I liken it to this. I mean, I liken it to, to go into a restaurant, order a meal, and complain about it, and then come back the next day, go to the very same restaurant, order the very same thing, and complain about it. And, and could just keep doing it over and over again. And there's nothing positive that can come out of that. And well, why can't would, you make the think, meal better? Well, it's called, <laughs> it's called insanity. <laughs> make it better you know, tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I, it's I don't the know same what cook it is. That was again, there last I, night. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I, I just encourage them to, 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 to make something positive out of, of what they believe in and, 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 and whatever that may be. Whatever that may oh, be. Oh, absolutely. So, so. Um, so what what do you think it is about this rules package? Um, you know, and and we'll get into what the uh, wing cars are here, but you know, the traditional yeah. cars really yeah. you know has been uh, kind of the, the backbone. I'm going to say of the of your series, um, consistently growing year to year. And uh, you know, what is it about that rules package, and and why don't you feel like we need to change it? Well, you know, well. <laughs> Uh, maybe we should tell everybody at this point that, you know, based on our rules, we have five series around the country. We've got UK Lee, Northern Renegades up in uh, Grand Rapids, again, where there's never been a sprint car series. We've got Jeff Trout out in uh, the L.A. area in California. Um, we got Miles Tomlinson uh, in North Dakota, where I don't believe sprint cars have been the thing since the 70s. Uh, Eric Becker just is starting. Uh, I can't even announce. I can't pronounce what he calls it. I call, I'll call it the Becker series. The <laughs> Becker series. <laughs> it's like the Shaquamagon or something like that. I, I, was, I don't know. It was said to me the other day at our meeting, and I, I, I made him say it two or three times so I could get it, and I still don't remember what it is. But well, I think it's more like a sh, like like a Shaquam. Yeah, 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 yeah. You tried yeah. to do this on the phone the other night. Don't. You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Pop a fuse. But we'll, it, we'll, it, just, it, we'll just go with Shaquamagon, Wisconsin, for now. The, yes. Becker, the Becker series sounds better to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, easier and, to spell. Until, they, yeah, and, until and somebody enunciates going, it for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's just getting going over there. So, you know, and, and, and Kaylee, you know this, you know, there, there may be a six series, uh, you know, coming into the, into the whole situation here. We don't know yet, but, um, I've heard the rumor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can tell everybody we're talking with somebody right now to maybe make it a six series, but, uh, yep. you know, we gotta be doing something right, Kaylee and, and, and Randy, um, you know, we the, the I was approached in 2010 to I, I have always cheered for the little guy. OK, and I, we we had the 360 wing program at the time and I wasn't really happy with it and uh, we were struggling with it. And somebody approached me and and uh, said, why don't we put a B-Mod motor into a sprint car? And I said, can that be done? I said, I love the idea, because back in the day, a B-Mod motor engine what wasn't that expensive uh, right. to put together and so now, uh, now they're getting kind of astronomical well <laughs> the, I, well the new it, style one in, in, in perspective series. if you put it in perspective you know and but and we can talk a little bit more about that but uh um uh, you know i grew up on non-wing sprint car racing and i think when they put the wing on they took something away from the sport at least that's my my opinion um so 
we, we in 2000, I think it was late 2010, we announced the the traditional program with a B mod engine in it. Basically, what that is is a pretty stock 350 cubic inch engine with a two barrel carburetor on it and uh, wet sump. Um, you know, you could probably go out at that time and get one for three or four thousand dollars. Yeah, wet sump oil. Still so, um, can. Nine. Yeah. Nine, you, you, yeah. You, Nine and a half nine to one. Nine and a half to flat, one. Yep. Flat, flat yep. top or dish top pistons? Uh, flat top. Yeah, and they're, not, top they're not allowed to use Camelback heads. They're nope. a stock nope. intake, two-barrel carburetor. <laughs> they're just kind of a run-of-the-mill deal that has a better cam and, and valve springs in it. Exactly. And, and you know, being who I am and, you know, always cheering for the little guy, I, I saw this as an opportunity to try and allow – the little guy to get involved in this thing because you know uh, where the 360 stuff was and the 410 stuff it was pretty elitist at the time and still so is. it it was and it still is and and so in 2011 we started with four cars at our very first race it was at ogilvy raceway i don't think it was until sometime in june kevin bradwell won the first ever race out there and i think he collected 50 bucks that night yep um Ba- you know, we basically right. what we, yeah, basically what we did is we took all the pit passes that came in and we uh, we divided it at the end of the night, and so that's how we got it going. at At the end of the season, uh, down at Casson, I think was our our last show of the year. We had a, I think eleven cars down there, so we had grown, you know, basically tripled almost uh, the number of cars we had over the first season. and. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I thought, man, we've got something here. We we definitely have something here. And so, you know, fast forward, we've we've grown exponentially since then. Um, you know, the the two barrel carburetor and and now the LS engine that we allow. Basically, you can go to a, a junkyard uh, and take a 5.3 LS engine out of a 1999 or newer Chevy truck, and you can buy those for 150 to 300 to 400 dollars and do a few things to them and. Put them in your sprint car. Kaylee has uh, one of those in his in his car, and frankly, that is the reason why this thing has taken off. Because we have teams that don't have fifteen hundred bucks into their engine, and yes, they are competitive. Because one of them was on the podium this year, towards the end of the season, as he got to know his car and he got to know his engine and, and got to know how to, how to drive a sprint car, and and so it can be done. I mean. You can literally put five thousand dollars, six thousand dollars into a sprint car, something that people have always thought it has been super expensive to put on the track. And you can go out and you can race one. And we're finding out that there's a lot of pent up demand. And as we get better known, uh, people are finding out about this, and we just continue to build cars. Now that raises um, that raises a question for me, because as this gets going and picks up more traction, mm-hmm. um. <clears throat> the availability of the inexpensive yeah. rollers is going to yeah. become a thing of the past. Don't uh, I? I'm, I might be wrong. I, no, I worry about that. I worry about that myself. I mean, there are people literally that are picking up two thousand twenty five hundred dollar rollers and, and and putting them out on the racetrack as they bought them. And as this thing grows, I am concerned about that because Kaylee and I have talked about this. Between us five series that we have right now, I believe there's going to be between 40 and 50 new teams for 2000 or 2020 for right. 2020. 
and 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 as and as more uh, rollers come this way, I, I'm worried that they are going to be more expensive. So, so especially as there's fewer teams in the 410s and in the 360s. And even in the 305s now, the 305s are starting to get out of hand. That's supposed to yeah. be our beginner class, yeah. and that's starting to get out of hand. So, no, you've got a you got a legitimate uh, concern there. You know, because I've been I've been looking at some of the <clears throat> for sale sites on Facebook that are sprint car related, and <clears throat> I've seen stuff on there where these guys are selling complete 360 cars for 48 grand, <laughs> or or they're looking to get. Ten grand for their 2017 roller, but what? Right. But I think typically happens if you watch that play out, um, and you know, far being from me to actually know this, but just from my observation, I think you're, you know, if you're going to buy a used car for forty eight thousand dollars, you're not buying a used car. You're buying. You're you're just going to go buy new stuff. You know, this is why the Knoxville, uh, you know, CT five twenty five class appears to be struggling a little bit, in my opinion. Um, because if you're going to spend $18,000 on an engine, well, why wouldn't you just spend 25 or 30 and go three, 305 or 360 racing? Um, but to, to what you asked, you know, originally, um, I do think that they are going to get a little bit harder to come by. Um, but what's going to happen is our teams are going to grow and are going to get faster. And, you know, a lot of these cars are going to, they're going to be passed on to another team, um, as these guys upgrade their equipment. Um, and the beauty, the the absolute, you know, bottom line with, with the sprint cars that, you know, really part of the reason that, that got me so excited about it is that, you know, the technology hasn't changed for so long right? and it's not likely right. going to. So, um, you're not, you can, you can part of availability you, and intermarriage between chassis is, yeah. And you can, and you, you're not, you know, that the, something's not going to come out next year that everybody has to buy to be competitive. So yeah. you can, you know, if, if you junk your car this year, I mean, you can take what's left of it, um, you know, which likely, you know, I've rolled twice now and, you know, I have a couple hundred bucks and you're racing again, but, um, <laughs> I'm I'm good at rolling, so um, yeah, that, that's I'm, not I'm, exactly I'm how this skilled, works. I'm a skilled crasher, so um, but no, you uh, you take what's left, and I mean, if you literally had to go buy, you know, buy a new frame, or or even a you know a couple year old frame, um, you're still talking you know way less than if you have to go buy a, a late model or anything. If you want to talk speed wise, I mean, you then you have to talk about late models because there is no other stock car that's as fast as even these these you know two barrel sprint cars. You know, you got to get into a late model to go the speed that we're going. Um, Correct. Beyond that, uh, you just want to talk about affordability. I mean, you can't you can't go buy a new a newer or a new enough B mod or uh, a, a modified and you know an A mod or or a late model. Um, even close roller for roller, even if you were going, you know, if you're going new for new, it's still not even close. Um, the sprint cars are just what's really expensive in a sprint car is the motor, you know, and it's ridiculously expensive, but not for us. (laughs) Well, for a 410, it's ridiculously expensive. And a 305 and a 360 and a 525. Well, they're all, yep. They are. They're Sprint. too expensive for the common man. And, and getting back to what Kaylee was talking about, you can buy a 2010 Sprint car and be competitive. 
Okay, something yeah. that's 10 years old and be competitive. If you're going to go out and buy a 2010 late model, you're going out to have some fun. You're going to okay? go you're going to go run a crate series and then you're going to get beat by the guy that uh, come down the, off the pull-down machine with his 2019 car with his crate motor in there cuz I mean you there's something fundamentally flawed about that and that's what I love about you know the this series and you know just the basic premise of it but you know especially um, the way you run your series and what, the way you've taught us to run ours, I mean, um, you know, that type of thing, first is it just cannot exist, you know, at, at its basic form already, but it cannot, will not, nobody comes in with a, with a, you know, 80 foot trailer and unloads a brand new car and whatever and just waxes the field. It almost literally can't happen. There's guys that have brand new stuff with really expensive parts and really nice motors that they paid way too much for. And, they they got just as good a chance to win as everybody, but not a better chance, and that to me yeah, is why no, it works. It, it gets back to, and you said this at other podcasts, it, it, and, and I was talking to the uh, person I was talking to today that wants to get back into a wing sprint car. When when it comes to our rules package, uh, we don't need to go any faster. Okay, we all work. We're all common people. These things are fast as they are, and it, it gets back to the driver. And it gets back to the car. If 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 somebody has twenty or thirty more horsepower than than the other person, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna go out there and win all the time. They're not gonna, they might not go out and win any time, you know, because exactly. they, they they might not have the talent or they don't have the experience or they don't know how to work on the car as well as somebody else. And so, you know, it was about five years ago. Uh, there was a uh, a driver that won six or eight races uh, that year that. You know, it was a year that we dynoed uh, engines because we were getting so many complaints that the LS uh, engine was so much better than the old school uh, B-Mod engine. So I made all the people that ran up front uh, the year previous go go uh, dyno the the engines, and we we found out that uh, you know again it was just uh, it wasn't true. Um, but the guy that that did a lot of the winning that year had one of the weakest engines in his car, but yet he was a, he's a great driver. He knows how to work on the car. And he was in victory lane a lot that year. So oh. that, you know, it, it has taught me a lot. You know, what we're doing, you guys, is we're doing something that nobody else in the country is doing. And everybody said would never work. And so there was a lot of learning to do. And there was a lot of peaks and valleys. And and I've learned a lot doing this. And I know, Kaylee, you've you've learned a lot doing this. And, and uh, getting back to your previous question, why don't we need to change it? Well, we don't need to change it because it's working. I mean, they're fast. They put on a great show on the track. I mean, people who were not sprint car fans are becoming sprint car fans because every night we're the show. It seems like, absolutely, and, absolutely. And, and you don't have to, and you don't have to go out and mortgage your house. You can have a you can have a job. You know, you can have a family. You can have a mortgage and still afford to come out and be competitive. Because after all, isn't that the reason why most people get into a race car? Is they want to feel like they're competitive, and that's what this this does all that. This does all that. I, you know, I never thought I'd have to be a psychologist when I when I started this thing, but I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, you got I, the psycho part right, but <laughs> well, you know, I've learned a lot from Kaylee. He he helps me a lot with that, but uh, but what you know, to do. <laughs> no, not yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> but but to learn what goes through these people's minds of of why they're getting involved, there's just no reason why we need to change it. There's there's none, and so you know, uh, for people who don't know, we we locked our rules for the next ten years because we feel so strongly about them, 
And now, you know, no, no, no. Is that going to be a Wasota type deal? Where no, they, that's why we didn't use the word freeze. Ah, okay. Yeah, because a freeze can melt. A yeah. lock is harder to break. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, um, you better. Unfortunately, we've, uh, you know, um, it's not it's not one single series. We've seen so many. Uh, do you call them mistakes? I don't. Whatever. Um, we've seen. We've seen the 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 what it what it does, how it reverberates through a racing series when things change. Yep. And the most common comment I see as all of these rules packages come out with so many different series is that please just stop changing things so I don't have to buy anything else, right? Right. Um, and so that's why you know. Uh, notwithstanding any any other series or whatever, um, I I think and Ron, you you tell me if if this is the way you felt as well. But you know the the reason it was important was so our people that have invested and the people that are looking to invest know that it's going to be steady. It's not going to change. This is what it's going to be for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. And and the the, the call I got today was you know I'm close to being able to uh, release our rules that we're going to have for the next ten years. I'm probably about a week away, and he wanted to make sure that there wasn't going to be any changes. And I assured him there wasn't going to be. And, you know, we can, we, can, we can take this even a step further. For whatever reason, what everybody else has been doing around the country as far as sprint car racing that has worked around other parts of the country has never worked in Minnesota. Never. And so we knew we had to be different and that's why we came up with this different rules package because I, I don't mind failing. I've, I've written every chapter of that book when it comes to failing. And so <laughs> I, I, I just didn't want to fail doing what everybody else is doing around the country because it's been proven over and over and over again with all the starts and stops that we had in sprint car racing around here. And I lived through most of them, if not all of them, that this didn't happen again. And if it did happen, you know, we went out fighting. And so, you know, uh, we get to this rules package, and it's completely different than whatever anybody else is doing, and it's working. So why in the heck are we going to change something that's not broken? Well, not only is it, does it seem to be working, but it seems to be attracting more people than pushing them away. The biggest well, problem— you're right. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step over you. But no, the, that, the, the biggest problem ahead. from a racer's perspective, um, in my opinion, is that— um, you can't uh the way things stand in in the rest of the racing world is the common man has been somewhat left behind um Absolutely. you know the, the the motors have gone so far let's just so now you say well you know a thirty thousand dollar engine is the norm right so now we've back to you know so now we're these are eighteen thousand dollar engines well, that's better. And even my Grand Rapids math tells me that eighteen is less than thirty. But <laughs> when I look when I look in my wallet or or in our in my checking account, um, eighteen is not reality. I, I, most people can't work, you know, regular jobs and raise regular families and and you know just do regular things and then write a write a check for eighteen thousand um, dollars. For something that could explode the first night out, uh, you know what right. are you gonna? You're you're certainly not doing it twice, um, and that's <laughs> you know what we saw with the sprint car council and some of this stuff, and you know God bless all these people that are able to go race for a living and whatever, um, and and can be at that level, but you know they've lost touch with who the common racer is with who yeah, we are absolutely. When, and with kind of in a way with who the fans are. I mean, of course the fans want to see the world outlaws come to town, but you know what. There's there is no place for for you know cousin Billy who can wheel a car, you know he 
the dream is dead. You can't just you know hit the tour and and get picked up and get a ride. And next thing you know, I mean, you go with dollars or you don't go. Period. The, the much, backbone. Much to Stephanie Bradford's chagrin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the backbone of the Re- Renegades brand is the common person. All right. Um, if 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 a if a cheap engine like they talk about down in southeastern Wisconsin is a thirteen or fourteen thousand dollar engine, we're going to fail up here because that is not an inexpensive engine. It just isn't. And, you know, we've got people, Denny Stordahl is a perfect example. He's got 8,000 or, or less into his whole car, and he won our third ever wing sprint car race that we had up in Superior this past summer. But well, not by much. It was almost, but not oh, by much. Relax, just because he beat you. <laughs> no, he no, beat you. But Denny's an awesome guy, and, and I, there wasn't anybody on the racetrack um, on any night. Um, but especially with the wings on and, and at that place that I would have rather lost by a couple of feet to than Dan because and, and, uh, it just, uh, I mean, I, it, it just spoke to everybody, you know, that it, everybody's got a chance. I mean, Dan, Dan has been, he's a hell of a driver, but he's like the rest of us. He does not have the dollars to shell out. I mean, neither do I, neither does Ron, neither does anybody, <laughs> you know, these, these, uh, a typical power plant for any kind of race car. I mean, you're, you're talking a $10,000 B-Mod engine nowadays, right? Yeah. If you want to be competitive. Yeah. That's not reality. It's just not. The, the guy I talked to today that wants to get back into uh, a wing sprint car, we uh, he was walking me through what he's going to do. Um, he's going to get the LS engine. He's going to put it together himself, but, you know, he's going to send it out and have some work done to it. He says, the most I'm going to have into that thing is six grand. Six right. grand and this is an engine that's going to go into a wing spring car, $6,000, and it's not going to be but um, maybe a tenth or, I'm sorry, a six-tenths or seven-tenths of a second slower than the 360s and maybe a second slower than the 410s. Uh, so, you know, there's there's just no reason. You know, we talked about this, uh, and you guys have talked about this uh, on the podcast. The, the 410s are now north of eighty grand. I was talking to somebody about this last week, and the the, the 360s, there's a couple 360s out there that are approaching $70,000. And, you know, tell me the the common person can afford that. I mean, I bought my first townhouse. It was half that, you know? It was half that. The the thing I lived in. And (laughs) and now we're talking 80,000. We're talking blasé about an $80,000 engine, and it's just never made sense to me. Never. No. And you can't put, there can't be enough money in the purse. Uh, because there's always somebody else, and you know this from the 360s, uh, from from the 360s you used to run. The more you put into the purse to try and compensate your guys for spending their money and and being loyal, uh, just attracts more people that have uh, have more you know higher budgets. And uh, what do they? What happens? They come and take all yeah. your money, and all your local guys still get nothing. So exactly. So you know, come for, full circle on this thing. We we weren't afraid to be different uh, with our rules. And and it, it's working, and we went outside the box with the LS engine, and you know our wing program. If you want to talk about that just a little bit, I mean, we went way outside the box on that because if you want to go from one of our traditionals uh, and move up to a 360, you know, you're talking probably a thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar jump. And you know, my only regret about dropping the 360s at the uh, end of 2018 was not doing it three years previous. <laughs> um, I wish I would have done that, but 
basically what we did is we we based our our wind program off our traditional program. You mm. literally you take the two barrel carburetor off the traditional. You put your four barrel carburetor on. You put your wings on. You go out and race a wing sprint car. I mean, you know what is that uh, at the most a two thousand dollar upgrade? Yeah. And we've and we've got people. Kaylee's done it. You know they're, they're racing both in the same night. Nowhere else can you race the same car in two different divisions on the same night and pay an extra pit pass and get two checks. We'll have so, more. We'll have more on the wing division here in just a few minutes. This is the Renegade on Dirt podcast. We're talking with Ron Bernhagen of the Pertech UMSS series, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Now, Ron, we were talking before we went into the break a little bit about the wing package and the difference or the similarity there is to the traditional package. I mean, it's the same engine. It's the same car. You're just changing carburetor and throwing a couple of wings on it, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's the same tires. It's the same shocks. It's the same car. It's the same, it's the same everything. Um, and all you got to do to be different, uh, to, to move up into the uh, wing program is put that four barrel carburetor on if you choose to. If you choose to, we have some that don't that don't do that. <laughs> I didn't need the two barrel on. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> I was gonna say, I've heard rumors of guys just slapping wings on there and uh, going out and uh, being uh, rather competitive. Yes, and you, you know what, uh, ninety, you know, you know, we have our diehard sprint car fans, and but you know, they're they're five percent of the people sitting in the stands, and the other ninety five percent don't even know the difference between our wing program and the World of Outlaws and a three sixty. They just don't. They're they're so much. They're they're so close in time. Um, they just don't. They don't. They don't. They don't know. And so, the tracks. I did. 
I spent all last winter worrying about the wing program because I didn't know how fast they were going to be. I didn't know how, how they were going to sound. I didn't know how they were going to race. I didn't know how they were going to be received by the fans. I didn't know how they were going to be received by the, the racetracks. And so I was, I was worried about it. And so we had a test the Thursday before our first uh, show in May at Cedar Lake. And I had a grin from ear to ear after Gunnar Cummings went out on the track. And it wasn't a very well-prepared track. It was pretty dusty. Uh, and dry, but the sound of that thing and his speed, I thought, who in the heck is ever going to know that there is not a 360 or a 410 or whatever under the, under the hood? You know, when I was a kid watching sprint cars, I didn't care what kind of tires they ran. I didn't care what kind of engine they ran. You know, it was a sprint car and I wanted to be at a sprint car race. And I think that's where we're heading with this thing, um, where tracks are going to be able to leverage this program this wing program that is uh, way cheaper to bring into their track than anything else out there. And we're going to have a good number of cars. And after a few years, when the uh, teams get acclimated to, to racing a wing program, we're going to have some darn good racing out there. So we already do. uh, We already do. I was just going to say, where the hell have you been all summer? You don't, you don't get asked, you don't get asked (laughs) to, uh, to, uh, uh, Menominee, you don't get asked to come back there again on their biggest their biggest stage of the year um, if you don't put on phenomenal racing. Right, and you know I know your schedule's not out, and I don't want to give out any you know, too many details, but um, you know we've been all the series are, or, or your series and mine for sure, um, and of course our, our other competing series or, or uh, complementary series will be with us at some of these events. But we've been asked to some some pretty uh, prestigious races this year and to me there is no there is no other acid test than that because those are nights that that are staples at those uh at those racetracks it's a litmus test yeah our 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 number one (laughs) priority (laughs) 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 our number one priority when we come into a racetrack is to make them money let's be frank if if the racetrack's not making money we're not going to have places to go race right Right. And so we have to be very careful about our purses, our sanctioning fees. I actually get paid most nights from the racetrack because, you know, it costs money to put these uh, these events on. Kaylee has found that out. <laughs> yep. And uh, um, uh, so we have to be really careful. It's that three-spoke wheel thing where it's it's the fan, it's the racetrack, and it's the cars on the racetrack. And, and if we're too expensive... You know, one, there's not going to be a whole lot of cars uh, that are going to follow us, like with like what happened with the 360s. And when you only have 10 cars there or eight cars there, and most of the money is up front, these tracks are paying two-thirds of the purse, and that's not a good combination. And that's what happened with our 360 deal. And and now, you know, with if we have four, 48 cars in the pits, just, you know, down the road, three years we've got 24 wing cars and we've got 24 traditional cars it's not going to be that much more than what the 360s used to cost for 20 cars okay right and so it makes economical sense for these tracks to have us because you know a sprint car is kind of a wild looking car and we have some wild racing and and then by the way the economics of it work out pretty good too and so all this has to be taken into account uh, when you're when you're trying to build something and uh you know, I think all of us uh, have done a pretty good job on that. Now, you you made the comment, twenty four non wing, twenty four wing. Do you yeah. do you ever really foresee that being an issue, where you're going to have a, a 
guys that are only going to run the wings or only going to run the traditionals or do you see it where you could have like 36 cars in there that are running both classes? Um, it, it can, it, you know, I do eventually see it where we're going to have 48 cars at a, at a track and 24 are going to have to pick, you know, are you going to run the traditional or are you going to run the wing that night? Because you can't run both. Right now, we're allowing the guys to run both. And, you know, I've, got, I've taken it, uh, some people have given it to me, you know, why don't you have the, the four-barrel on the traditional so that it's easier to change back and forth? Well, well, I'm looking three to five years ahead, which I have to do on this thing. Right. And I see it to the, at some point they're not going to be able to do both. Okay? Um, they're going to, who knows, someday it might be an invitational only. we got 60 cars that could possibly be at a racetrack, and we can only take 48 of them. You know, well, and with that, that, that is a possibility. I think one of the one of the distinctions to make with that too is uh, um, what what I really like about this is you know especially <laughs> with Cedar Lake and you alluded to it earlier, um, you know the UMSS being based down that direction. I mean, right. you want to get serious, you want to see how fast you really are. You go race with those guys, and um, and so there's room. There's so much room for growth um, through all of us with it all kind of spearing or, or, or you know being pointed with the UMSS being, you know, the tip top. I mean, if you go and win, you know, that traditional challenge weekend um, or, you know, the legendary 100 at Cedar Lake Speedway, I mean, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to climb the fence. And <laughs> I, you know, you're not, they're not going to be able I mean, at the top of the pole if I, if I ever win anything at Cedar Lake, but especially uh, one of those shows. Um, and, and that's the beauty of this is there's so, uh, uh, there's so much room for growth. Um, and there, there so is. much com- competition there already. It's it's just astounding. There, there is, but make no mistake about it. We rely on that rookie. You know, we had some rookies that came out this year, uh, the Kirchner Racing uh, with DJ and Jeff and uh, some other rookies that uh, uh, Ryan Johnson um, and his and um, Leah, Leah. Yeah, Leah Steele. We rely on them. To, to We rely on people to get involved that basically don't even know what a sprint car is. Um, we, If we don't have that, we're not going to grow. And so, you know, we don't grow uh, most of the time from, from uh, people that used to drive a sprint car. It's from people that are driving a late model or a modified or a Midwest modified or a pro stock, whatever they call them, because they can't afford to do it anymore or, or they believe in what we're doing. And so without them, they are so important to every series. Um, you know, we just, we just need that. And so, again, I do see three to five years down the road, if we continue where we're going with this thing, I can see 48 cars, different cars in the pits if we're running both the wing and the non-wing, and they're going to have to choose which one they want to do because we, we can't have 10 in one and, and, and 35 in the other because that just doesn't work out well. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't want cars sitting in the pits when the feature's going because you don't learn. You don't learn if, you, if you're not out there when, when the feature rolls around. That's very true. <laughs> That's very true. Your, uh, the, the laps and the experience. And, uh, and you know, the fact that Cedar Lake is not afraid, um, to put, I mean, how, what's, what's the most cars we've ever started? <laughs> we started 30 cars. Yeah, was it 30 it this was. year on that challenge? It was, it was <laughs> something, man. That was, <laughs> I, I think, I think it was 30. And I think the first night we did pretty well. And the second night we did end up having a, a pretty big crash. And, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a lesson to be learned there or not. 
Um, Does the scoring system even go that high? (laughs) Oh, yeah, well. (laughs) Apparently. Well, I mean, maybe it doesn't. (laughs) It it is quite a show. It is quite a show because from front, you got the front uh, teams racing against each other and and the people in the middle and the people that are learning that are in the back. Everybody's racing somebody. And and so it's quite a sight to behold. Uh, If you've never seen one, if you've never seen a Renegade, because let's let's face it, this is the Renegade's brand. And if you've never seen one, you got to come out and watch because it is unlike anything you've ever seen. You know, regular people in a sprint car going fast, three and four wide. um, You know, off the track, we talk about how much we are a family, but on the track, you know, it's all it's a war. It's like my wife and I playing Uno. Draw four. It's serious, man. It's serious. Reverse. Draw four. Exactly. So, no, no it's, 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 it's so far it's been a fun ride, and I, I think it's going to continue to be a fun ride. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not the youngest uh, person around, and we're starting to take some steps to make sure that this continues once I can't do it anymore or something happens to me, and we've started to take those steps. And, uh, you know, our brand is strong, and I have every confidence in the world that if something does happen to me, say tomorrow, I've I've got people lined up to take it over, and uh, long-term, we're working on that. So um, if you want to get involved, you know, uh, don't be afraid for for many reasons, because uh, we do believe this brand is going to be around for a long time now. And actually, Kaylee and I have talked about this where you know how do we how do we how do we how do we uh, deal with this uh, growth? You know, it's scaring me already. I can't get my words out. You know? <laughs> how do we deal just... with this growth? <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like you were sending the kid off to college there for a second. <laughs> oh, well, it's almost that, like that. Well, and that's uh, I, I think you know getting to know Ron. That's uh, that was one of the first things that uh, you know I didn't understand. Um, he was very protective, very protective of this brand. Oh, yeah. And um, I took it initially as, you know, what's well, what's in it for him? I mean, what what is he? What am I not seeing? Well, when you when you finally and and you know now, I mean, Randy, how much time you've put into this, um, and, and all of our marketing stuff, um, you know, you put in so much time and effort and money and everything else. I mean, and and this this is this is Ron's baby and. I think for both of us, it helps. Uh, it helps that he takes it that personal, and that you know I'm kind of the new guy um, because we can we we kind of have balance, um, you know. Versus, you know, because everything it's really hard not to take things personal when they're attacks, you know, towards towards your kids, right? Yeah. And this is uh, that was and that was uh, you know one other thing in that same vein, you know, you said well you get paid, well you know the racer in me when I hear you get paid like well you know i i immediately you get that like what do you mean he gets paid <laughs> why isn't that but, in the purse so so i want to elaborate yeah i want to elaborate <laughs> yeah, exactly. what, what, you know, so you're getting exactly. paid but you're 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 not paying us i mean we're, we should be making more i want i want to elaborate that on the the promoter side now because i i've seen both um when you say you're getting paid like you're not sitting at home monday morning or or sunday morning or whatever like counting your 100 dollar bills going man that was a good night right 
I mean, that's that's a pretty accurate statement. What what are you getting? What are you getting paid for, Ron? Where's that money actually go? You know what I mean? I'm a I'm I'm devil's advocate here. What you know? What well, are you swimming around in hundred dollar bills, or are we holding out on us here? What's going on? Yeah, Kaylee wants to know because well, all he's ever got was a burger from McDonald's. <laughs> not dollar <laughs> menu. Not even. No, wait, wait. I bought him breakfast. I bought him breakfast when we went to Texas. Oh, weeks. so you really are making all the money? He did. Yeah. Well, hashtag promoter money. Oh. <laughs> well, it's a it's a good thing. I have a full-time job because it helps me uh, keep this thing going. Keep the, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Keep the series going. Um, you, know, you know, I'm never going to get back out what I put into the uh, series to, to, to get it to where it is, and, and I'm okay with that. And that's why your uh, wife wins it, Uno. I let her win because it, it cost me a lot of money to get where, where it is. But, you know, you, you know, Kaylee, when you come to a UMSS race, a Pertec UMSS race, um, we, we, we have, we have officials there. I mean, we have Sean, Sean may be the best in, in the business at, at running a race. Um, we have our technical director there. I have an announcer there. I have a computer person up in the, the, uh, the tower, you know, Chris up there and Terry's our announcer and David is our technical person. We've got uh, Mark Meisner who keeps the show running on his, uh, four wheeler, um, and we have other people that that run the show, and and some of these people expect to be paid. Fact, Terry, most Ter- of them expect to be paid. Terry's not really an announcer; he's a comedian with a purpose. <laughs> well, he is. That's right. That's why I love him so much as our announcer. He fits in well, and and, and so we have those expenses. We well, have those on, expenses and, on top and, of and we're other expenses. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's well, yeah. The, the no, thing that I people mean, don't other realize is, I mean, you have um, not just even. Sh- costs associated with that race but when you are a legitimate business and you actually explained this to me the other day that's um, where i was going with it yeah yeah you you have other expenses that uh that nobody ever gets to see so you know when the guy says well i'm getting paid well you what you mean to say or what what you actually should be saying is uh that you're trying to cover your costs you're trying not to go backwards because that's exact i mean trust me folks this is uh (laughs) i know from experience and uh you know i don't Good thing, I, my, good thing my wife is uh, the I, same way because, I mean, there's there's a lot of money that goes through this stuff, and there's nobody else to back it up. When it goes bad, you know, or something happens, or you're the one that has to clean it up. And uh, I, I know correct. for a fact that you've gone backwards a couple of times. Yeah. You know, and, and some of this <laughs> stuff, we go backwards on all the time. <laughs> well, well being a legitimate business... In Minnesota, you have some responsibilities. You, you you have tax responsibilities. You have insurance responsibilities, and and if you don't have them, you, you, the fines are incredible. They're incredibly high, and so um, you, you you have to have them. And so they there are expenses. You know, I I have to have work comp, and I have to uh, pay the taxes on the um, wages I pay our, our employees and, and, it, and, and the insurances that I need to have. And so it, 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 there's a lot, there's a lot there to it. And so, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta be a regular business like anything else in Minnesota. Otherwise, you know, and, and Kaylee and I learned this, uh, there was a, a series that was started against us this year and it actually was not a legitimate business. And the worst thing that could have happened to these these teams that supported it, if, if something really bad would have happened and the lawsuits would have started flying, these teams could have lost everything they have. And yep. so we have to guard against that. And that costs money. Exactly. That and those are, money. those are the things that, uh, you know, that it's, it's really easy to overlook, you know, especially in, um, 
the, the, the week to week, you know, knowing how much, you know, a person has invested or, or time and money, but, uh, there's so much more to, uh, to running a racing series than I would have ever imagined. Um, you know, not, not like running a podcast. That's easy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> so this is an easy street, so. <laughs> but, but no, well, who supports you, Ron? Give us, uh, give us a list of your, uh, of your sponsors. I'm, I'm, I'm actually wearing a, a pure tech hat right now. Um, oh yeah. yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of jealous about that. Cause Kaylee's got a pure tech hat. Well, yeah. Cause I'm special. Ed, maybe. Well, yeah. It, it, per, per, <laughs> Craig, Craig at Pertech owns uh, a couple stores in the Twin Cities. Pertech is actually a company that uh, will come to your job site if you've got a uh, a grater or a bobcat or something that has lost its hydraulic hoses. They'll fix it right on site, and they'll be there within an hour. Um, they do a lot more than that. Uh, you know, you just need to Google Pertech. Uh, they're they're a great company. They they are our title sponsor. And we've got them signed for three years, and they're heavily involved in, in other or, uh, other forms of racing. Um, so it would be worth your while to to just Google Pertech and, and see what they do and, and see what they're involved in in racing. And then Rock Auto, uh, they are an online parts store that is based uh, over in Wisconsin. That uh, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you like to work on your own uh, vehicle, um, you can get the parts a whole lot cheaper by. Uh, contacting rock auto they got a great way of ordering the parts online and you'll have your parts within a day or two and uh you can you can put that part on and <laughs> it's kind of funny when we had the northern tour this year i had terry our announcer in the uh, car with us with me and we came home on sunday it rained out uh at proctor on sunday and my wipers weren't working very good at least to his standards he says <laughs> i can't see anything I said, I can see just fine. So I show up at the, at the racetrack the next week. He's got a box. He gives it to me, and it's it's from Rock Auto. He ordered me some waiver blades. He said, go put those on right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 And him so, with the grocery getter from heck. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, and then, you know, uh, who's your tire? Um, you know, we don't spec out many uh, parts on our sprint cars because we don't believe in uh, – requiring our teams to to buy certain parts so that uh uh we get a kickback on it um but we do spec out the tires um i've never out of all the complaining i've had all these years i've never had a complaint on a hoosier tire um we've got a good relationship with them and uh i think uh, we're gonna have a uh, a new contract signed here. Our, our three-year contract was up in, in 2019. And uh, going forward, I, I, I believe they're still going to be a, a part of um, uh, the Renegades brand. We're working on uh, something a little bit more with them, and we can't say uh, what it is yet because we're not done with it. But uh, Hoosier has been a real good partner of ours over the years, too. So those, those are our three main partners. Well, and the, the beauty with uh, the Hoosier tires um with a sprint car is that they're phenomenal tires and they last a long time and they'll refire over and over and over and over again. So, so, uh, you know, again, you start bringing up tires and, uh, me as a regular racer, you want to roll your eyes, but you know, sprint car tires are, are just, I mean, Hoosier makes a phenomenal product and, um, you know, just unfortunately a lot of other series, you're not allowed to use, um, you know, the full, the full ray of what, what they are, you know, is available to offer. So, but uh, our tires are awesome. Then you don't allow new tires anymore. Well, we're uh, um, our series 
uh, the Northern Renegades, um, has found a way to uh, uh, be able, and again, you know, kind of bring everything to the UMSS, um, you know, bringing them there. Like, we definitely purchase our fair share of new tires, right. but we don't need them. Um, our our guys, you know, with the with the newer group, um, are able to be so competitive, purchasing uh, used tires from a lot of other you know wing teams and whatever, which is um, you know kind of allows them to increase their tire budget and uh, and gives us a viable option, uh, so our guys don't have to buy new tires. And one of the beautiful things about talking with Hoosier, you know, they brought this up, and um, you know they understand that more sprint cars is good for Hoosier tire. Um, and so, you know, our teams and a lot of the people that are getting in, if you had to buy a new tire every week, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to afford to race. Right. Um, but yet there are teams that are either going to buy that or wish that they could not, not that are running traditional or UMSS stuff, but you know, these 360, 305, you know, these other teams that are traveling all over, um, you know, they have, They'll take them off and buy new ones all the time, especially if they can get rid of the old ones. And so we're able to buy them for half or less, and um, and run a competitive series and get the value of those tires till they're basically bald. Um, <laughs> and uh, and it's still it's good for everybody. It's you know, it's what we in the industry call a win-win. So, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Are, aren't you the guy that just figured out that you could actually groove them a little deeper? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Get one more night out of this one, boys. He's on the inner liner a lot. That's right. Where he is That's, right. Night. That's right. There's no doubt about uh, getting the value of what uh, what, what we do for, from Moosier. They they provide value we, right to the bitter end. So. <laughs> Kaylee's the only one that's got to air up his tires every five laps. Yep. <laughs> That's why we throw the red, even if there's something not happening on the racetrack, so that's, he can air up his tires. That's right. That's but, right. So, but you know, we we have our teams that buy new tires every night. You know, they they believe it, it gives them an advantage, and and I don't I don't necessarily believe in that. But we also have our teams that didn't buy one new tire this year, not one. They used the tires from the previous year, and they, they it accomplished what they were looking for. Whatever it was, was it was their goal with their with their team and and their driving and what they want to get out of it. And that's the beauty of this whole thing. Yes, we have teams that go out there that are very serious about this and want to and want to win, and they've got the higher budgets. And and then we have the teams that go out there. There are people that just want to go out and have fun and do better each time they get on the racetrack. And those are the teams that don't have to buy a tire every night. And as a matter of fact, some of them don't buy any tires for the whole year. And so that's that's what's so cool. My team finished in the top three a handful of times, which, I mean, breaking on the top five with the UMSS is, you know, it's tough. It's ridiculously tough. Um, and, And not to, you know, be conceited, but that, I mean, we're very, very proud of those nights. And we did all that. I bought one new tire all summer. And uh, we did that with used tires, and some of them provided from, you know, purchased from the UMSS team. So, right. um, you know, the the racer, you know, what Ron just said, you know, the racer in me says, well, you know, I guess if I want to be competitive, I get, but no, you don't. You don't have to buy the new tires. But if that's your comfort level and you want to, awesome, you know, then then go ahead. But, um, you know, that's just so equal that you you got to drive the car every night. I don't care what you put on yep. it for tires. Yep. you got to drive. Yep. Yeah. And and have you ever mentioned that you drive a 20-year-old car and that you have, what, a four or $5,000 engine in it? So, again, what we were talking about early, <laughs> where, where it is, it's the driver in the car. I, I mean, your team proves that. 
Yeah, she we, knows we, her yeah. way around the racetrack. She's been we, around a couple of times, so I just hang on. It, it had a pretty good pilot that taught it how to do it before Kaylee got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's couple, true. A I think couple it's a of pretty form- good pilots. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a former Steve Kinzer car. Who yes. else drove that thing? Oh, Rock, Rock and Rob. Keho. Oh, multi, yeah, that's multi right. time that's right. U- yes. UMSS champion. That's where Absolutely. it came from. Championship car when I bought it. And uh, yep. I've done everything yep. I can to, to to screw that up, and it still goes pretty good. So, <laughs> well, and, and Keho just sold another one to Lance Solom this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The you prude. Know. <laughs> yeah, call him the prude. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Well, the World Outlaws has the dude, so I yeah, guess yeah, yeah, we, got, we got our own version. <laughs> so, so, Ron, is there anything else that? Uh, well, you've got the floor, and of course, you're welcome to call anytime. We would love to have you back, and I'm sure we will before uh, racing resumes again. Maybe to, to oh, at least the schedule and whatever, but. Um, anything else you want people to know that the people just have to know about Ron Bernhagen? Well, not no. <laughs> wow! Did you hear that dead wanna, silence? Wanna... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they already know my wife kicks my ass at Uno. <laughs> if, they, if they could know less, that would be good. <laughs> no, I. You know, I really, for me, I I am so appreciative of where this has gone, and it's because of. You know, the, the people who took a chance on what we were doing and what we were trying to accomplish. Kaylee, you were the first one. You jumped on board because you liked what you saw. You trusted what we were doing. You know, you found out that I really am not a crook. And um, so I'm just, I'm more than anything, I'm appreciative. You know, wow. Jeff, Jeff. That's, you know, and that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, you know what? Ron Burning is not a crook. That was, that was. Why, why does this all of a sudden feel like a Richard Nixon thing? <laughs> no, no. Well, it's, uh, actually, I think Kaylee, Kaylee actually owes me money, I think, still. I probably you know? do. I, but he, uh, he just conveniently forgets every time we talk or he sees me and I, I don't get my money. But uh, again, and then it went with Jeff Trout out out in California. Got a hold of me. He saw our rules and he was intrigued. And then, and then it was Miles. And then it was the Becker series over there in Wisconsin. And um, I'm just appreciative because again, no amount of money can can uh, accomplish the feelings that I know what how Kaylee Kaylee gets the same feelings um, um, when you when you you're part of something that's. Uh, growing and that everybody thought would never work it's 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 special and so again the appreciation is something that uh i can't stress more um that that we're able to do what we're doing and i I don't think we're done i really don't think we're done i think i think this is going to continue to grow and who knows in a few years we could be up to 10 series or or more and so we'll see where it goes it's going to be a fun ride and so yes and i you know the good news is about the money that i owe you i actually i have it and i was going to pay it to you but I, I think we should settle it over a game of Uno, honestly. Well, <laughs> I, I, I've got a, I've got a better solution. You could just hand it to me. We'll call it a sponsorship. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, tell, well, I was tell, wondering. I, tell I, I Molly. told somebody the other day. I told somebody the other day. I said if Kaylee doesn't offer to pay me that money by Thanksgiving, I'm not going to be very thankful anymore, and I'm just going to say. Kaylee, where the heck is that money that you owe me? <laughs> uh, Molly is actually working on my behalf to break your spirit. 
And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 don't, don't mention her. Hey, don't mention her name again. She's in the witness protection program. So. <laughs> Ron, it's been awesome having you. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. <laughs> My pleasure. Oh. My pleasure, you guys. Anytime, anytime. And uh, you know, I'm your number one supporter when it comes to this podcast. Thanks for putting it on. It, it helps our brand so much, and uh, it's just been an absolute pleasure to be with you guys. It's a lot of fun to do, and it's, it's, it's even more fun to get to know some of the background behind some of these drivers. I mean, they're the guys yeah, we've been pretty, watching on the fun. track all summer, and now we finally actually get to share their backstories. It's. I, I, I told Terry, our announcer, that I'd, I'd put a plug in for him. He wants to be on the show. I think he'd be an absolute hoot to have on. I don't think the world is ready for an unfiltered Terry Leonard. <laughs> we'll have to get the FCC in here. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I realize the Internet is pretty uncontrolled, but I'm not sure it's ready for that. <laughs> no, it's, it's a phenomenal idea. And we uh, we also need to get Sean. We need to get Sean on here. Who is, uh, I, can't pr- I can't pronounce his last name. How the hell am I going to get him on the show? Simple. It's, simple. it's simple. It's simple. <laughs> Peggy. Just call him Peggy. Peggy. Just, just call him Peggy. Just call him Peggy. Oh, That's all you need to call him. I'm he a, answers to Peggy. I might have to get him on the show just to explain that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a great story. It's a great story. Traveling with the two Peggies is never a dull moment. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> there's, and there's a story behind all of that as well. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that, especially when the a... UMS pays for all of it, right? You're right, hashtag right, promoter money, baby. <laughs> 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 uh, <yep. laughs> oh goodness gracious sakes alive oh thanks well, guys no, thanks th- a ton thanks a lot for being here ron we do appreciate it All right. this is the That's renegades on dirt guys. podcast and we are supported by liquid nitro energy drink palmer's tavern and old world meats we will be back next week and i can't remember who's gonna be on the show with the guys from the hibbing raceway we're gonna have a couple of them on And we will see you then.